0: Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Excited to be with you this week for our final session on the basics of multifamily real estate investing. We're going to try and tie a bow on it. So here we go. In summary, the basics of multifamily real estate. We think there are lots of things that are important about multifamily real estate investing, but it can really be boiled down to five basic truths. And that's what we're going to walk through today. Thank you for joining me. If you have questions, feel free to shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And if you have interest in learning more, I encourage you to swing by the Learning Center at marapolling.com, where you can register for upcoming webinars, watch recordings and other great content on the Multifamily Real Estate channel, access all of our old uh, podcast episodes through all six seasons, as well as register for live events. Again, marapoling.com. So we have spent several weeks now going through the basics of multifamily real estate, looking at assets and the characteristics and markets and finances, how NOI drives cash and value, how to put an underwrite together, what the various metrics can tell us, how we develop strategies, all sorts of what I hope has been valuable content that we've tried to share. The objective today is to try and pull all of it together somehow. And as I was putting some notes together today, it really came to me that there's just a couple of basic, simple truths that have served us well and that I think resonate with each of those items that we've talked about over the last several weeks over the over the couple of months that we've done this. And so that's what we want to go through is go through and talk about those. And the first is quality assets. Now this is true probably for lots of different kind of investing but I'm I'm not an expert or Uh, certainly anyone that has any great experience in investing in stocks or bonds or commodities or those things. um, I have spent a lot of time around real estate, commercial real estate, real estate from office and retail to industrial to multifamily. And one of the things that I've experienced has been There's no substitute for investing in quality assets. Uh, A quality asset, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean this has to be an asset that's a class A multifamily asset that has no deferred maintenance. Nothing needs to be done to it. There's no room to add any value to it. That's not what I mean by a quality asset. A quality asset, as we discussed a few sessions ago, is an asset That's in a solid market, an asset that has the opportunity to be improved and at the same time is also performing fairly well on its own. It's not a trashed out, torn down, terrible asset that, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to try and get this thing to perform? Now, maybe you can make a lot of money doing that, But there's a lot of risk involved in that. And that, in our experience, has not really led the way to success. Not just for us, but when we look around the industry, the bread and butter of the multifamily real estate investment space has been and continues to be purchasing quality assets that are in good markets and then making improvements to those that leverage the fact that it's a quality asset in the first place. I would much prefer to invest and purchase a quality asset, an asset that met those criteria that we talked about and ultimately get a lower return and uh, maybe not have the big success financially that I might have had if I was more aggressive. But I'm pretty confident that I'm going to sleep well every night that I'm gonna have a more stable return that when it comes time for me to exit, I'm gonna have a healthy degree of interest in my quality asset because it was quality. So that's, that's lesson one. That's the first truth is investing in quality assets. Number two, keep it simple. Uh, if you've been a listener for any length of time, You might be a little tired of hearing me say it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. There's absolutely nothing about what we do and what real estate investors do in the multifamily space that is hard. We're talking about buying properties that are in good markets and that are performing well, and then finding ways to make an investment to improve that asset so that we can generate more revenue and in some instances, spend less expense, but that we grow our net operating income. And as we grow net operating income, we generate more cash and we increase the value of the property. That's it. There's nothing more to it than that. And trying to make it more complicated, trying to do more esoteric strategies can be a challenge. Can, can, lead, can lead one astray, they might say. So buying quality assets and then putting a basic plan in place and executing it. That's where being able to understand the financials so that we can understand what a quality asset is, but that we can also develop strategies that are good, solid, coherent, repeatable strategies, right? So instead of a strategy that's, based on bringing some brand new element to market, we're looking to see, well, what has the market already said that it likes? And what kind of economies are associated with that? Are, is there savings we can get? Are there incremental revenues that we can generate? And if so, then that becomes part of our strategic plan. That's what we develop when we work on those what-ifs in the underwrites. The third truth is to underwrite conservatively. And I think this is true, not just for investors like ourselves that are conservative investors that are focused on security and stability. I think it's it's an absolute there. I think for any investor, I think for anyone that's putting money into a piece of real estate, having an underwrite that is... A 50-50 toss-up. Well, I know my number's right in the middle. Maybe it's high, maybe it's low, but I think it's I think it's kind of right in the middle. I, I think that I think that has risk associated with it. There's absolutely risk when you move in the other direction and put an underwrite together that says, all right, this is going to work as long as the following 17 things happen exactly this way. Could it happen? Sure, it could. The likelihood begins to shrink when you put more and more restraints on it like that. Underwriting conservatively creates space to deal with the stuff that's going to happen. And there will always be stuff that happens. You you can't tell what the future is going to hold. We know generally what's going on in the market, right? We know that there's a significant shortage of housing, That the class B multifamily space has seen great benefit from that. There is absolutely no new supply being built in the class B space in any meaningful quantity. And because of that increased demand and static supply, we've seen a constant growth in what tenants are willing to pay for a quality B asset. But even with all that in place, there's still things out there that occur. Being conservative in an underwrite gives the investor, gives us room to maneuver when those things happen. And happen, they will. Play the game long. Real estate is not a short-term investment. And that's not just about an individual asset. It's really about investing in real estate. This is not a day trading world, obviously. You, no one goes and buys a piece of property to turn around and put it on the market the next day and sell it for money. Um, the house flippers, right? The folks that we see on the television shows in the evenings, then those folks, even they're holding on to a piece of property for three, six, nine months, maybe even a year while they make their improvements before they sell it. So real estate is not a short-term game, but I'm talking long, long. When we start investing in real estate, anyone begins investing in real estate, it should be with a mind of, I am always going to be invested in real estate. The money I'm putting in real estate is not something I'm trying to grow so I can then take it out and go spend it all. It's I'm putting it in real estate to grow the value of my portfolio, so that the spoils my portfolio throws off, the cash and other financial benefits that it throws off, I can utilize to do other things in my life, but my real estate continues to grow. And whether it's class A multifamily or class C or Ds or rehabs or momentums, whatever space it is with inside multifamily, and we like that, class B light value add space, but whatever space it is, investing over the long term, not just with individual assets, but by staying in real estate using 1031s gives you the greatest ability to not only be financially successful, but to mitigate the risks of what's going to happen. All that conservative underwriting will only get us so far. There will be events that will challenge us as investors. And if we're invested with a very specific tight time frame, that could be difficult. If we're investing with the idea that this is money that we are going to leave on the table and turn it over and turn it over and turn it over, that we're going to buy a property, own the property, sell the property, replace it with another property and do it again and again and again, then that takes the edge off a lot of that instability in the marketplace and creates a much more stable environment for us. So quality assets, keeping it simple, not complicating it, no weird, odd, bizarre strategies, just simple one foot in front of the other execution supported by a conservative underwrite with, Reasonable assumptions about what's going to happen in the world, and then backing it off just a little bit to create a little bit of space for comfort. The focus on playing long, not getting in and out, not trying to time the market, but being a long term real estate investor. And if you do all those things, then you get to see and benefit and and really have the fun of the the fifth basic truth and that is the enjoyment of it all. Being a real estate investor is a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's great. I, I love the fact that we get to help nice people, like those of you that listen to us each week and that are clients of ours, we get to help nice folks put their money into an investment that's gonna perform for them well over time. And that money goes to provide a home for a family, to provide a safe environment for their kids to grow up in, to go to school. That really is a home, not just a place to lay your head at night. It's stable and secure. Everyone can sleep well, whether it's the the tenants enjoying the nice amenities that we've been able to provide for them, or, all of us as investors that are able to enjoy the fact that our money is working hard and that we don't have to be panicked about what's going to happen tomorrow morning. We rarely talk in these sessions about a date uh, of any one item because you might be listening to this six months from now. Just over the last few days, the stock market has gone up and down by a thousand points in each direction every couple of days. Our properties are worth today what they were worth three days ago and what they were worth a week ago. They haven't moved. And the reason they haven't moved is because real estate is that kind of a stable investment. We don't have to get wrapped up in those other items. Now, we've probably all got money invested in things that are uh, affected by that level of volatility. Great. But you don't have to worry about your real estate like that. It can simply move forward and perform the way that we would all like it to do. So we've learned quite a bit, covered quite a bit in these last several weeks. Some of it's very um, strategy specific. Some of it was uh, more detail oriented around underwriting. Uh, some of it kind of check the box. Here's how to go find a quality asset and what we mean by a quality asset. But we really do think it boils down to these five truths that investing in quality and keeping it simple, supporting all that with a conservative plan that's focused on a long-term investment strategy, and then you get a chance to enjoy it and not just be successful as an investor, but really enjoy the fruits of your labors and the fact that as an investor, you are contributing in a very positive, impactful way to the community that you live in and that you invest in. Well, this has been a great series. It's, it's been a lot of fun to go through uh, this uh, content. Uh, after so many episodes that we've done, Uh, we thought it might make some sense to take a step back and do a series like this. And I certainly enjoyed it. I hope you did. The feedback I've received from those uh, of you, and again, thank you for those of you that do reach out to me, uh, that have shared with me uh, has been very positive. And I appreciate that. Next week, we're going to come back to some current events. Uh, We've had a lot going on with interest rates. Uh, I've had people asking questions about, hey, what's going on with cap rates? Uh, which you know, we're not fans of cap rates. So I would state that as what's going on with the uh, uh, price for a dollar of NOI. Uh, And so we've got a lot of great stuff that we need to get back to covering uh, that we're going to starting uh, next week. So if you have interest in uh, webinars or other items that we've talked about, swing by the learning center at marapolling.com. Don't forget to shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com for any questions you have. And please join me next week for our next episode of multifamily real estate investing presented by Mara